God's word is God's tool to prepare God's people for life and ministry. May God bless and equip you for exploits in His kingdom, even as you listen in Jesus' name. Amen. There is sound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Lord, you are all that matters. When it's all said and done, when it's all done and it's over, it's about you. That we stand here today has to be about you. Has to be about you. Lord, even this message, if it's not about you, it is worthless. We are pleading with you this morning. Let everything be about you. We are not making room for more than two. Just you and me, Lord. I don't have space for my wife inside this matter now. I don't have space for my children in this matter. When it comes to the place of the deep calling to the deep, there's only space for two. May the deep call to the deep this morning. And may there be a response from the deep this morning. And it will be to your glory and praise. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Good morning, church. This is my first time been in service this year and I'm glad for the opportunity to see every one of us again. Thank God for safety. Thank God for blessing. Thank God for keeping us. I want to share with you what I would call five critical life pursuits. These are the pursuits for my life. These are the pursuits that I am chasing this year. And these are the pursuits I am crying. The Lord will grant each of us opportunity to pursue this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mark chapter 9. I begin to read from verse 1. And he said to them, Assuredly I say to you, that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves and he was transfigured before them his clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow such as no launderer on earth can whiten them and Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus 
Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. I will stop there, and may the Lord bless his word in the name of Jesus. Five critical pursuits for life, but more especially as we begin this new year. I am speaking to the young and I'm speaking to the old. I am speaking to the married. I am speaking to the single. I am speaking to those who are ministers. I'm speaking to those who consider themselves laymen. These five pursuits I am praying will happen to each one of us in the name of Jesus. Pursuit number one. In verse 1, it says, Jesus said, Assuredly, wherever Jesus says assuredly, please take note, because he's saying something very seriously. Old King James says, Verily, verily. One verily is not enough when Jesus is saying something serious. He has to double it, square it. This is verily, verily important. This is very square. Assuredly, verily, I say to you that there are some of you standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present in power. Now, I'm not sure everyone understood what he was talking about. But he looked at the people and he said, Some of you looking at me, and I speak to you in church this morning, Some of you looking at me, you will not taste death till you see the kingdom of God in power. He says, You will not taste death until you see something. Now, for some people, because they did not grasp the importance, the severity, the gravity of what Jesus was saying, they continued life as normal. But I sense that some of them understood that Jesus was saying something different. Do you know verse 2 says, after six days, Jesus now took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain apart from themselves and he was transfigured before them. Listen to me. What do you think Jesus was doing in six days? What do you think he was doing? He was 
Somebody says praying. What do you think he was doing? He was watching his people. He has said, some of you will not taste death till you see the kingdom of God. He was watching. Who was responding to that instruction? He was watching. Who is preparing themselves for this thing I've just spoken about? And after six days of x-raying his people, six days of searching their hearts, six days of analyzing their motives, six days of looking intently upon them, he found three people. May the Lord find you in Jesus' name. I love every one of you. And I pray for every one of you. But there must be a difference between love and selection. Is somebody hearing me? There's a difference between love and what? Selection. Do you know when you go further earlier on, there was the multitude. And the Bible says, after praying all night... He came down. And what did he do? He chose how many? Twelve. I don't know about you, Dikin Isiguzo, Pastor Ayo, Pastor Wachi, Pastor Taiwo, Pastor Sylvia. You're all pastors and leaders. And Jesus comes and he looks at all of you. And he says, you, Isiguzo, come. Uh, Ayo, no. Uh, Wachi, come. Uh, Taiwo, no. Uh, Sylvia, come. Please, Ayo, how will you feel? You were all standing together. You've been following this man. And on a particular day, he's choosing twelve. Do you know by reason of selection, there is also deselection? Once you talk of a selection, you are also talking of what? Deselection. He looked at the multitude and he selected twelve. But it means by that same selection, he had deselected a multitude. May God not deselect anybody here. After some time, again, he says, I'm going a step further. I'm going a step further. Out of you twelve, I am going to select three. And they will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God in power. If I was part of the original process that selected 12, should I not sit up properly? Eh? Should I not begin to fast and pray? Brethren, this year, if there's one thing to fast and pray about, Jesus, when you are selecting, you must select me. When you are selecting people for an assignment, when you are selecting people for a divine encounter, when you are selecting people 
for a revelation. When you are selecting people to see, you know, it is Paul who said, he said, I saw things that it was unlawful for a man to utter. This man saw things other people have never seen and he was never among those that Jesus lived with. Yet he was selected. Pursuit number one. Pursue divine selection. Did you forget that? Pursue what? Divine selection. Oh, can somebody say, I will not be deselected. Pursue it. You know why I say pursue it? There was the multitude. He selected 12. Left a crowd. There was 12. He selected 3. Left how many? 9. Do you know at the end of John, he's about to leave. What does he do now? He selected 1. Who was that person? Peter. Peter. And he said, you, follow me. And as they were going, John, he said, eh, Peter, now so then they do, huh? No be three or four day mountain that time. And as they were going, John shook his head inside. John said, whether you select me or not, me, I have selected myself. And Peter said, ah, Jesus, what of this one following us? You didn't select him. You didn't put him there. Jesus, did Jesus listen to Peter? What did Jesus say? You mind your own business. If I want this one to stay till the end, you, what should you do? You follow me. Do you know that John did not leave them? John put his head inside that conversation. That's why he could write it in the book of John. Brethren, is somebody hearing me today? If God does not select me, I select myself. Jesus, anywhere you are going, if you don't select me to follow you, Mio, I have selected myself. You won't leave me behind. Is somebody saying that this morning? Divine selection. This year, may you say, I am not turning back. That song, I have more than a song. Today, I am your sacrifice. May the Lord help us and may he select us in the name of Jesus. You will not be left behind. Do you know that those people saw something that the other nine never saw? And I hope you know what they saw was never repeated. It happened once. It was never repeated. When Jesus is revealing something, may you not be left behind. May you not be sleeping when Jesus is revealing something. May you not be focused on eating kulikuli and going for wedding and playing PlayStation and doing WhatsApp when Jesus is revealing himself. Because he may not do it again. May our eyes be opened. 
in the name of Jesus. Divine selection number two or divine pursuit number two. In verse three, it says his clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow. Such as no launderer on earth can whiten. Pursuit number two. Pursue divine transfiguration. Is somebody is somebody following me? You see, we don't have time because we are trying to maintain our time for the service. I would have loved to expound a bit here. That there is a difference between transformation, translation, and transfiguration. Jesus looked like a normal man to the eyes of normal men. But the Bible says he was transfigured. Heaven came and encountered him. It's as though there was a wall that did not let men see the full glory of the man. And you know what heaven did? Heaven just peeled back the curtain a little bit and closed it back. Do you know that if the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us, there is something we carry that the world has not seen. And that glory, I'm sorry to say, many people around you have not seen it also. But this year, can you pray a prayer? God, let the transfiguration happen in such a way that people around me we see. Let them see the brightness of the glory of Jesus on our lives. Is somebody saying amen to that? They will take you as a mere man until that thing happens. Do you know it says that his garment was so white exceedingly white but what made his garment white please was it the garment that was made white what made the garment white the glory was shining where from within the glory brought glory to the garment may the glory that rests upon you bring glory to everything you touch in the name of Jesus Whether you're a carpenter, you're a professor, you're a pastor, you're an engineer, you're an electrician, it does not matter what you do. When that glory begins to manifest, everything around you becomes glorious. Brethren, I don't know your prayer for this year. One of my prayers is that the glory will come. Hallelujah. And may God peel back the curtain a little bit. So that the people closest to me may be the ones that see the glory first. Ah, my wife is here. And I like to use her as an example. You see, my wife sees me as a mere man. This year, she will see a glory. Do you know Husbands, there is a way the glory will shine. 
the way your wife will respond to you, it will shock you. Students in the university, there's a way the glory will come. Your colleagues, they will start calling you sir and they don't know why. You know why? There's something they have seen. There's something. When that shining comes, everything else will respond. Is that something you are crying for? You know, I am crying for something. I am one who is just crying. All year round, I'm just crying for some things. And God knows that there's nothing wrong in crying for a car. Nothing wrong in crying for a house. Nothing wrong in crying to get married by the grace of God. And by his mercy, I have a car. I have a house. I have a wife. One wife. I'm not crying for another one. So, there's nothing wrong in, in desiring those things. But brethren, there's something higher than that. There's a cry for a glory. There's a cry for a glory. And you are saying, God, I will not be a mere man. When I enter the business place, peel back the curtain, let people see. I went with my children to the passport office just a few days ago. There was a long queue before they opened the passport office. And then a police officer, immigration officer came out and said, please form two lines, form two lines. And I just walked forward. And I didn't say anything. But as I was walking forward, everybody, just what? They were just coming and lining up behind me. My children, they were like these people, these three people. They were at the back. You know, these three men, they said, should we build tabernacle here? So my children went to join Q at the back. When I have walked to the front, and the glory has opened door for me, and when they were admitting people, the officer said, you sir, come first. I was dressing normal. Do you know, Jesus was dressing very normal. There was no special shine on his shoe. It wasn't that he was wearing special cufflinks like Pastor Ayo Babajide. He was just normal. He wasn't wearing the kind of shoe that Dikini Siguzo wears. He was just normal. But when the transfiguration happened. So when I look back, ah, ah, my children were there. I had to give them sign. Come now. Where you enter today, it will open for you. Please, please, you are not, I'm not trying to make anybody hype this morning. Please, just listen to me. It is glory that opens that door. It's glory. It's glory. It's glory. Listen to me. It's glory. I told this story in this church, I think a few years ago, when I landed at the airport in Kigali. Do you remember? I landed at the airport in Kigali and there was a long line of people trying to board the aircraft. And I stood like a normal, humble, obedient Nigerian. And an officer came out of nowhere. And he went to where I was and said, you. I said, me. 
you know, East Africa, you must be careful if you're a Nigerian. I thought I've done something wrong. He said, you! I said, me, he said, yes. Come! So I, I went and followed him. That's how this man came, opened the door, out into the tarmac. Outside was a brand new, is it BMW now? Latest series. Opened the back door. I was looking at him like film show. I said, what is it? He said, enter. I should enter. I said, yes. He took my hand luggage, opened the boot, put it inside, closed the boot. You know, I entered carefully, wondering whether they would take me to one secret police station. They closed the door and drove me straight to the plane. And when I got to the plane, the man came out, opened the door, brought out my hand luggage, carried my bag to the plane. Is then I realized this is not a mistake. Oh. This is not a mistake. Brethren, can I ask you a question? What did that man see? But do you know I was dressing like a normal brother? Nothing special. I wish I could dress like people like Mike and Wake. With all those fine things, brethren, just look around and see the pen hanging on his shirt, designed up and down. One day when I grow up, I will be like him. I was dressing normal, but something singled me out. You see, I'm saying this because it has happened so many times. I'm asking God for something. Not because I'm interested in entering a special car or going in front of anybody. That is not important to me. What the Lord was saying is this is a sign. When I peel back the curtain, somebody will suddenly realize this man should not be on this line. Do you know, I thought it was a mistake. On my flight back from Kenya through Kigali, I landed in Kigali. We're all coming out of the same plane. All of us in a long line a man came again the same trip singled me out and put me again in a special vehicle come and see the smell of fresh leather of a new car some of you don't know what i'm talking about there's a smell there's a smell when you enter a car with fresh leather but you see, whether fresh leather, no fresh leather, brethren, these are just illustrations to show that this year, can you cry for something? Lord, let the glory shine and peel back the curtain. Let some people see. Hallelujah. Let some people see. Suddenly, people say, this man is not a normal man. We used to think he was one of us. Suddenly, we realize there's something different. Pursuit number two. What is it? Pursuit divine what? Transfiguration. I don't need a special car or special house when I've not got a special transfiguration. I don't need all those things when God has not manifested glory. All those things are the things unbelievers have without glory. Number three. Pursuit for the year. Pursue. Verse 7. Do you see verse 7? He says, And a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. 
Pursuit number three is pursue a divine overshadowing. What do I say? A divine what? Overshadowing. The Bible says a cloud came. It overshadowed. Overshadow. You know what is overshadow? A shadow that is over you. And what is the shadow here? The presence of the Father. The presence of the Father. You know, there's a way we can so live that everything we do is under the presence. I am asking God that there will be a divine overshadowing. Hallelujah. You see, there's a difference between the transfiguration which happened for a short time and the divine what? Overshadowing. The overshadowing covers you. The overshadowing hides you. You are hiding inside the presence of Jehovah Almighty. Which road will the devil take to reach you? Before the devil can get to you, he must first of all deal with what? The overshadowing. That is why some of us have refused to give Satan a place of prominence. We have refused to magnify Satan. Because when you live in the divine presence, the devil himself runs. For light shineth where? In darkness. Does anybody need to tell darkness what to do? No. Divine pursuit. I'm looking at my time. I would have wanted to spend some more time here, but I must move on. Divine pursuit number three is that we live under the covering, under the cloud, under the protection, under divine presence. We live under the overshadowing of Jehovah Almighty. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what happens? I fear no evil. Why? Thou art with me. When I see men who are constantly trembling, I said, is the overshadowing there? Is the overshadowing there? Number four, connected to that same verse, he says, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. Pursuit number four is divine introductions. For a man who has been selected, number one, for a man who has been transfigured, number two, for a man who has been overshadowed and is being overshadowed by the presence of Jehovah, number four happens. Which is num- What's number four? Divine introduction. Brethren, do you know that you don't need to be carrying flyers and business cards up and down when heaven is introducing you? Do you know you get to a place in life people begin to look for you? 
Philippians, you will sit down in your house and you cannot, you know, contain the amount of businesses that will be coming your way. People will be looking for you. People will be calling you. People will be saying, please, we have heard something. Someone said, you are the person we need. I see ministers who are so busy trying to promote themselves. YouTube, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, everywhere, Telegram, Minigram, Mammogram. Do you know one of the things I'm praying for this church? When the overshadowing come, it's not our signboard that will bring people. Somebody will be passing. The Lord will say, go in there. Somebody will be sleeping at night. A dream. We say, go to his alive chapel. Badore. Look, we have had it happen so many times. Divine introduction. He said, you, go to a road called this thing. You will find a man called Simon the Tanner. Knock on the door. And, you know, he is in fact right now praying. And while he's praying, he's actually seeing a vision of you coming. Divine connection. Divine synergy. It was Pastor Sylvia who spoke at the workers meeting yesterday. Talking about how the Lord will tell you even how to introduce Jesus in your evangelism conversation. You will just be somewhere. Someone come to you and say, please, can you help me? Not all introductions are divine. You know that. I sat on a plane once and they announced on the speakers and said there is a medical emergency. Medical emergency, medical emergency. They were speaking on the floor. We are high, 33,000 feet in the air. Any doctor in the plane? Any doctor in the plane? Me, I sit down put. Please, it's urgent. It's urgent. It's urgent. Then I didn't know my travel agent went by my ticket, put Dr. Chinedu Oranye. And they have the manifesto. So one air hostess comes stumbling down the aisle. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, 17A, B, C. B, C, you are Dr. Chinedu. We have a medical emergency. I say, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> There's an introduction you must not respond to. I sat in a plane once and somebody said, what, uh, excuse me, just to know you. I said, I'm Dr. Chinedu. Ah, you are a doctor. Oh, you know, I've been having one pain in my stomach, my chest. What do I do? I said, drink Panadol. He said, yes, Panadol will do it. I said, I trust you, Panadol will do it. Panadol with some prayer. Let me pray for you. You know, doctors use psychology. I hope you know that. You see my wife here? The very thing I will tell her, take this medicine, it will help you. One doctor will just say, take, it's the same medicine. She will dutifully drink it. Doctors are psychologists. What they are telling you, then take the zinc and D3. If I said take zinc, now you say, with all these COVID symptoms, is, is D3 you want me to drink? Give me better medicine. But a doctor will say, drink zinc now, and you will become well. May you not respond to wrong introductions. But they are divine introductions. Hallelujah. 
there's an introduction that comes from heaven. Baba will speak to somebody and say, go now. There's a brother called Chooks. And he does this and this and this. And he's waiting for you. Brethren, this year, may we respond to divine introductions. You see, human labor is good. But human labor has limitation. My prayer this year, I will not labor by my strength. God will introduce me. Amen. God will introduce you in the name of Jesus. The voice was speaking to the three. He said, this is my beloved son. What should you do? Hear him. Whatever he tells you, hear him. This year, God will introduce some of you. But it is how you respond. Is it something you want? Is it something you are pursuing? Or are you satisfied with where you are? Those of you who are single, please, your introduction is not in the length of your hair or the tightness of your skirt or the painting on your fingernails. Sisters, there is an introduction that is from above. You will just be somewhere and a man will look at you and the Lord will say, that is your wife. Do you know, I got a wonderful testimony. I was counseling with a sister. She told me when she went to the university, her first, as a first year student, she entered the scripture union fellowship. As she sat down in the fellowship, her first day, a young man was speaking in front and the Lord said, that's your husband. It took four years for the brother to do what? By himself came and proposed. And when the brother proposed, the sister said no. Some of you sisters are very dangerous. The sister said no. The brother went. When the brother went, God told her, after six months, God told her, you better call that brother. Call him to come back. So she called him and said, eh, bro, come and repropose. <laughs> I'm serious. And the brother came back. Meanwhile, when the brother went, he said, he was telling, he said, two years he was waiting. And he said, those two years, many sisters around him, the Lord kept telling him, you see that sister you saw? That is your wife. He waited. Brethren, the Lord will introduce you. It's a divine introduction. Finally, number five. The Bible says, suddenly, verse eight, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Do you see that? Only Jesus, only Jesus with themselves. I have about five minutes left of my time, and I will spend it on this. Only Jesus. Brethren, in this year, I am begging you. Number five, pursue only who? Jesus. Don't pursue even transfiguration. When you pursue Jesus, you will get transfiguration. Don't pursue divine introduction. Pursue Jesus, you will get divine introduction. Don't pursue divine selection. 
pursue Jesus, you will get divine selection. When everything was over, the Bible says, and they looked around. Brethren, can I ask you, just look around, look around. Look around you now. Just look around. Look around. Some of you are not looking. Look. Tell me, is that Jesus? Is that Jesus? Please, as you look around the earth, may nobody replace Jesus in your life. No papa, no mama, no spiritual godfather. I'm a pastor in this church. May I never replace Jesus in your life. No pastor, no reverend, no daddy, no mommy, no bishop, no reverend father or reverend sister, reverend auntie or reverend children. They looked around. Hallelujah. What did they do? They looked around. And when they looked around, what happened? Who did they see? Please, I don't know how it is in your Bible. My version says, only Jesus. But was it only Jesus there? Please, was it only Jesus there? Who else was there? Eh? They were the other disciples, right? But in their mind, they did not consider the other disciples as anybody. They only saw who? Jesus. Do you remember Elijah had come? They did not pursue Elijah. Do you remember Moses had come? They did not pursue Moses. Although they were going to make a mistake, they were actually going to build tabernacles for Moses and Elijah. May God forbid you to build tabernacle for anybody. You see me? By the grace of God, I may be helpful to your spiritual journey, but never build a tabernacle for me. Other men may be useful in your life. Never build a tabernacle for a man. Just focus on Jesus. This year, we will sing, I'll put you in front. You are all that matters, Jesus. You are all that matters, Jesus. You are all that matters. Rise to your feet. Let your deepest desire be for this Jesus. Let your deepest cry be for this Jesus. Other things will come, I know. Houses may come. Many things may come. But in your heart you are saying you are saying you are all that matters. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll put you in front. Front of my melody. You are all Please. that matters. Even the song does not matter. Ah. Don't wait for a song. Oh. You better cry where you are. I'll make room for two. Will you not cry where you, you are? And I, it's you and I, Jesus. You are all the you are all I'll make room for two. I'll put you in front. I'll put you in front. In front of my melody. You are, you are all, all that matters. matters. You, you are, are all that matters. 
I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. Lift your hand and make that your prayer this morning. Just say, Lord, here I am. From your heart, away, away, you are all away, away, you are all that matters, you are all that matters, you are Is that a cry in your heart? Can you lift your voice and say, Lord? Select me this year. Select me this year. Transfigure me this year. Don't leave me behind, Jesus. If you are talking to other people, you are revealing heavenly things to some people, don't leave me behind. Don't leave me behind. Don't leave me behind. Transfigure me and pull the curtain back. Let people see a glory that comes from above. Is somebody praying this morning? Is somebody praying this morning? Divine introductions. Divine introductions. Heavenly visitation. If God is coming to church today, will God select you? Say, God, select me. You are all that matters.